Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for calling the Cobras and Fire podcast. This call may be monitored or recorded for quality assurance purposes. Gracias por llamar al podcast de Cobras y Fire. Eres un idiota. Estamos raspando sus datos a medida que lo engañamos con indicaciones sin sentido. If you are calling because you accidentally left a 5-star review when you meant to leave 51-star reviews, press 1. If you are calling because your teenage son started referring to members of the female persuasion as squish, press 3. If you are calling to correct something one of the hosts said about Canada, press 4. If you are calling to complain about the condition a public restroom was left in by one of the hosts, press 5. If you are calling because you are at a trunk and you find it confusing when people say they heard you on the Cobras and Fire podcast, press 6. If you are calling for any other reason, press zero. If this is Tommy Lee and you are only calling because you accidentally but dialed us. That's totally red, bro. You're listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast, part of the Decibel Geek podcast. I pull out of the driveway and head out on the highway. And I can see them in my rear view mirror. Hanging out the window, snapping a shot of me. Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, and I am joined, as always, with the Menage Baco. How are you, sir? I am rad bananas, Luce Cannon. Mm-hmm. Nice. Epic. Nice. Epic, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been listening to that uh, Tommy Lee's wife's podcast, and my vocabulary has been changing quite a bit, bro. Yeah, I listened to seven That's minutes bananas. of it. I, I hit the seven-minute mark, but I, I understand you went all the way through. Why? Because you do it for the show. Yes, uh, for the love of uh, the Cobras and the fire. But, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit more a little bit. Uh, I'm actually in a pretty good mood, but 
I'm also a little bit trepidatious. As you know, I've had a bit of a financial windfall with uh, I got my reports back and my my royalty uh, for January 2019 streaming royalties came in. Oh, good, good. Um, and uh, I made the mistake of posting about it on Facebook because now I'm worried that family members are going to be calling to ask and borrow money. Um, but yeah, I got uh, 19 cents. Ooh, is that for one month or for a, a, the quarter? That's just one month, baby. I could okay. be looking at 19 cents every month. Now, understand that that does need to go directly to our Bias a Beer uh, fund. So <laughs> I, I need you to transfer that over. There's only there's only a 5% fee to, to transfer it Let from me PayPal. Just, uh, so that I'll, in about 62 months, I'll be buying us a beer, bitch. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah, thank you, Stephen Michael, for listening to my catalog 8 million times. <laughs> exactly. Oh. oh man, that guy! That guy! Uh, mad respect for his commitment. That's all I'm getting at there. But that's uh, right. I mean, come on, spin on it. And I don't know if we've talked about it yet on the show, Luce, but we are officially going to be at Rock and Pod Three in Nashville on August 10th, our, our third year back. That's right. I'm going to go. I haven't bought any tickets nor asked for vacation time <laughs> off of off of work or uh, paid anything for the hotel. You've done all the, you've done all those things, I believe. But yeah, yeah. I'm going. Sure. I've, I've, I've every, everything. I've asked. I got the time off at work, booked my plane, and booked the hotel. So, uh huh. And and hid some of the money from. Uh, make sure that nobody sees it on the credit card stand. <laughs> yeah, I got. I, I'm I'm chipping away at it. Nineteen cents. Uh, going mm-hmm. going nice. right towards the rock and pod, baby. Sure. Yeah. It's, so uh, hopefully I'll have it paid off by August with my streaming royalties. Yeah. And, and so we'd love to see some of you. Uh, in person to actually have not a virtual beer, but an actual real beer with you mm-hmm. and hang out, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if you do stop by and you want to head over and say hi to us, we're pretty accessible. It, uh, mm-hmm. We're also probably the tallest people in the room. So That's correct. And best looking, obviously. Best, yes. Yeah, we are the panty droppers of the Rock and Pod mm-hmm. community. Um, that's for which sure. Is, which, is not, which is not difficult, just so you understand. <laughs> no, it wasn't really much of an achievement. Uh, <laughs> and you got to realize what Sorry, kind of Sorry, Joey Haney. But then you got to realize what kind of panties are dropping, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, you can find out more details. I don't know. I share some stuff on Facebook. But just go to rockandpod.com, uh, buy some tickets, fly out to Nashville. It's a good time. I guarantee you, you'll enjoy it. If not, I will, uh, I'll tweet about it uh, afterwards. As we get closer, you know, each episode will probably drop a little bit more information on our end as far as who you can find there. But again, you can find it all at rockandpod.com as well as uh, the hotel, all the t- everything that you need to know is there. So um, yeah. otherwise, uh, just message me. I'll give you Chris Sinzak's personal cell phone number and you can just call him and sort all the details out with him. He uh, he's he's happy to help. Oh, <laughs> but uh, hey, man, let's drink some beer. What do you think? Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, uh, we have uh, one of my long lost loves in the in the beer community as a uh, purchase tonight. This comes to us from Bill Elam, who is an active uh, oh, commenter on all sorts of podcast pages that yep. uh, I run into him on. A, a great supporter of just the whole community in general, and fortunately for us, a a, a, a fan uh, a follower of our show. So, Bill. Uh, contributed to our bias of beer uh, program, and he bought something I got wicked wasted on way, way too much in my twenties, and that is right. uh, George Killian's Irish Red. Irish Red. I fucking, I'm ready to crack this fucker open and 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 relive some memories tonight, man. 
Oh, I already have cracked it open and I'm half done. I, I didn't follow the rules. And I have not had this in probably 25 years. I think I think the last time I had this, I also chased this with a red dog. Oh, yeah. Now, what was the uh, – there was another red one, uh, Red Wolf. Yeah, uh, and that was an right. actual red beer. Red Dog was just like a some like a beer that was basically. I'm pretty sure that that beer was made just to have stuffed animal prizes at state fairs. <laughs> yeah, the inside of the cap would have little sayings and a paw print. It was <laughs> it was uh, that was the whole thing with that one. It was it was terrible mm. beer, but you could buy a case for of it for just like as cheap as natural light. But anyway, mm. I just find it amusing that I had to find when I was at Total Wine that I couldn't find a Killian's anywhere because it was in the quote import section imported mm. from st louis i had a hard time for a different reason what's that it was right after st patrick's day they were sold out i actually found one in the singles aisle looking for the metallica beer when i was doing that whole deal so oh, i just amazing. fucking grabbed it you know i'm like i was planning on buying a six pack of this and one metallica beer and i ended up buying a six pack of the metallica thing and one of these but uh um yeah, I, but I think that's also kind of stupid. It's like, look, I enjoy this beer, but if this is your go-to Irish beer, <laughs> I mean, I apologize. This is actually made in town. This is made right at the the Coors, uh, the Coors factory and Golden. Yeah, sure is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I could have just driven down there and grabbed this. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Maybe just so passed imported, up. Too, so. Imported from Colorado. All right. Well, I'm going to open mine. Or do you want to give your review while open? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get to it. I'll, I'll give you my my review. Is eh, not that bad. I haven't had this for a long time, but but you know, it's got a little bit of of a hop to it. Oh, I got a volcano um, going here. Oh, nice. Hold on. Well, but, I had to suck the head. Uh, I would rephrase that. Old times, my friend. Yes, I am going to wake up somewhere tonight. Yes, it's uh, it's brewed in the Irish tradition, of course. <laughs> ah, the Irish. Now, if you have now, if you have any questions or comments, you can call eight seven seven GK one Rish. Just so you know, it's right on the side. Your review. Delicious. Where have you been, my friend? Uh, why do I only have one of you? Uh, no, I, I really enjoyed this stuff, especially you know when I was a a, a little whippersnapper running around being a little punk. Uh, no, this is good stuff. Uh, thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. You too can uh, contribute to our Bias a Beer program. Why don't you tell them how to do that, Loose Cannon? Sure. So you can go to GoFundMe.com slash Absolutely Drink, or for your convenience, you can go to our Facebook page, and right at the top is the Shop Now button, and it'll take you right to there. So $5, get us a beer, you get a shout-out, we review it, and most importantly, you help support the show, and uh, and, and it, it's, it helps us more than Baco's royalties. <laughs> that definitely does uh, sixty times more in one in one donation. But uh, mm-hmm. if you'd sure. like to help us out, the uh, if you'd like to help out the show in other ways, just uh, like us on Facebook. That is uh, facebook.com slash cobras and fire. Follow us on Twitter at cobras fire. If you would like to join the shenanigans that we have, uh, kind of uh, in our little private group, uh, Cobras on Fire, just send us a join request. You can just search that on Facebook. Uh, you can also leave us a uh, rating and review anywhere that lets you. iTunes, Podchaser, even Facebook. I think you can still comment there, or just comment on any of our posts. We'll end up uh, reading some of these. So, and of course, be like our friends Bill Elam, Jay Zabluski, and many others, and please share any episode that tickles your fancy. That's a great 
great way to get the name out there. And again, those are ways to help us without, uh, you know, for free, basically. You can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Uh, Luce, I have a comment uh, from the the listeners. Uh, You mind if I get into one? Please. This comes from Neil Hansen, uh, at least uh, a fairly new uh, commenter on the Facebook page. All right, well, so Neil was uh, commenting on our St. Anger episode. Uh, He said, the Best Buy St. Anger Gnarls Barkley story was wrong. Wrong. As you said, St. Anger came out in 2003, but Gnarls Barkley didn't release their debut album until 2006. Loose, get your head out of your ass, Loose Cannon. (laughs) <laughs> that last part was me. That was not Neil. But uh, thank you, Neil. Do you have anything to do? Uh, you have any comments? New, new fact bastard. I got to tell you, I saw that, and I was actually we on my little- We have a new little... fact bastard, by the way. I know, but I was, so I was, uh, you know, I was relaxing by the pool on my whole vacation, <laughs> and I pulled up the page. It was, I told myself not to do it. That was the one time I did pull it up, and I saw it, and I was like, I was like, I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, no, this guy is wrong. So I immediately went to Wikipedia. I'm like, it came out in 2006. I'm like, this can't be. I remember listening to this. And then I realized in my little mind that it was as crazy as it is a crazy infectious song. And I had I had switched in my head that, that Hey Ya song by Outkast. That's racist, um, man. I know. I knew you were going to say that. Plus, plus, one guy is really skinny, and one guy is a short little little fat guy. So, <laughs> so I can tell the difference. But but that, but that was in my in my head because it was something off the beaten path that I I purchased. So you are correct, and that was the thing too. Is I was like I was like, what was it? And I had to actually look what albums came out in two thousand three that were big, and I found that. So that is the reality. Bonus points for Rooney and Loose Cannon's romantic getaway. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, you're out by the pool. You know, meanwhile, it's, it, I'm in February. I'm in an outdoor hot tub with Ron Keel, and you're off on some sure. tropical vacations. Yeah, I know, I know. And the, the, the funny thing about that is, is that uh, uh, the wife is like, what's going on? I'm like, I have to do some research. Give me a minute. One, two, three. Uh. Y'all don't want to hear me, you just want to dance. Oh, oh, oh. 
Thank Danko for coming back on the program. As we're such, uh, we're basically his. Uh, I don't know. We we might as well be his fan club here at uh, Cobras and Fire. But uh, thank you, Danko. It was a great interview, and uh, thanks to uh, Mackenzie over at Fly PR for setting that up. Yeah, the, the the best thing about that interview is was the fact that he will probably be touring in the U.S. In the, this year, based on him him saying he finally has a U.S. label. He definitely says it's uh, that's encouraging. It's much more uh, a possibility than it has been in the past. Right, that's that's what I'm saying, and yeah, you never think about that too. Is like, why are these bands, not just him, but other bands, like stay in the same country, like go to Canada all the time, or go to Europe, or go wherever they go? It's because they have support from a either a branch of that music label or whatnot. So if you don't have somebody yeah. in America, you don't have anybody fighting for you. So I, I thought that was interesting. Sure, money, 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 money. That's right. Uh, but anyway, you know, uh, Danko was on our podcast. We talked about his podcast, and there is another person. You know, every, well, every minute I suppose there is, but someone that we uh, near and dear to our hearts, Tommy Lee. He has a new wife, and she is joining the podcast universe with the rest of us. Have you? Uh, well, I already know you did. We both checked out her <laughs> her show worst first. <laughs> How did I even get that? I forget what the article was that, that led me to that. I was that on fact. Blabbermouth or something. It was just like Tommy Lee. Tells his wife about the first time he had he screwed a black lady or something, you know. Uh, it, the, the, it's about the worst first dates, and apparently she had a YouTube show on this topic. And what is her name, though? You're gonna really pin me on facts. I'm sorry. Uh, this is Tommy Lee. <laughs> That's right. His fourth wife, and yeah. for fourth, uh, are for you his... sure it's not fifth? It, I... Let's just go with fourth. Again, facts. Let's just go with fourth. We'll wait for um, Neil to to let us know. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. There's 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 Heather Locklear. There's Pam Pamela Anderson, Anderson Maite. And, he, and there's the the lady that uh, he punched in the face in the bus. Yeah, but uh, according to my wife, uh, who's probably a better source than we are, they never actually got married. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, they Continue. got engaged. There's... She fucked Nikki and broke up. Oh. Excellent. But yeah, uh, Tommy, yeah, he, he got married, and uh, uh, I, I, I got to tell you, I think he found his uh, his intellectual equivalent in a mate. Uh, <laughs> you know, t- Tommy Lee uh, married the OMG emoji. Oh, uh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my Lord. There's uh, there's some gold in that, that first podcast. I mean, first of all, I think Tommy is eating like an orange or something the entire time or, or sipping like coconut milk or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's, it's weird. There's like this endearing quality about Tommy, but he's also just dumb as a brick. It doesn't suck. I just, uh, and, and yeah, his wife. It doesn't suck. She says bananas quite a bit. Bananas. This is bananas. Did you hear the story about the uh, Motley Crue groupies pulling the, the distributor cap out of their limo? Like I said, I, I couldn't make it more than five, seven minutes just because I was like, I was like, who 
thinks it's a good idea to give your wife a podcast and then you guest on the first episode. <laughs> it's very odd. I got to tell you, I think that Motley Crue is going to start suing him for screwing up their name brand again, just like the Tommy Lee goes to college. These are all terrible ideas. What, what did you think about the theme music uh, right at the beginning at the opening of the show? I'm pretty sure it's it's from the scene in 16 Candles where uh, Molly Ringwald and the, it was at Jake or whatever yeah. finally sit on a, for some reason they have to sit on the table in front of a, a cake with candles. I think sure. that's the music that was playing right there is what she opens her show with. So. Wow. Okay, so so John Hughes can sue them for the yeah, grave. There you go. Uh, yeah, so Tommy tells about, this is I don't know, when he was bananas. 17, some girl that he didn't find attractive had a Corvette, so he fucked her and Vince and Nikki came in while they were banging on the... Uh, in the living room floor. Um, and, it, you know, it's just funny listening to Tommy talking about it. He's like, you know, so she's laying there. And then, so I kind of climb up on top of her and uh, start fucking her. I get on top of her and I start fucking her. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Uh, did you know Did you know that was the first draft of To Kill a Mockingbird? <laughs> Uh, but I also found out that uh, uh, he in his book Tommyland. Have you read that? I have not. Why would I read that? It's I have one of those no idea. It's one I'm of those just, things. Because maybe this will be a surprise to you too. But apparently, he actually has parts of the book written by his penis. I'm surprised Tommyland just isn't a rebranded version of Candyland. You just open it up. There's no dice. You move only with p- t- picking the cards with colors. That's the only game oh, you can deal my with. God. Well, I don't what do you, know. What do you think? Any... What is it? What is in Can- Candyland? Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I, what is in, what, what is inside of Tommy Land? What do you think? I, well, it's just got to be basically. Like I said, he says there's parts where the book where his penis comes in and talk takes over and then describes what's going on. <laughs> does every single uh, does Vince Neil have his own book too? Yeah, and they all have like little books with record tie-ins. Is that where you're going with this? I don't know. Does Mick Mars have one too? Yeah, well, Mick hasn't written one yet. He's got an album coming out possibly. Maybe he'll have a book with that titled the same thing like these guys did. Tommy oh, okay. Land, Tattoos and Tequila, and The Heroin Diaries. And Hold even on. The Dirt Tat- Now. You know, Tattoos the- and Tequila was a book too? Oh, yeah. Oh, I just did not know that. Okay. A companion. Right. Bananas. You, you, companion piece. You, okay. you listen to the CD. While you read the book, yeah, I, I, what the fuck? I, I have no idea what either one of those books have to offer. Maybe uh, the listeners can tell us if it's worth uh, torturing myself for. But uh, I will tell you this: I do not recommend Tommy Lee's wife's podcast, hosted by Mrs. Tommy Lee. This is um, bananas. I, I, I don't know much about her other than that show. She's uh, not the most. Uh, I don't know. Eloquent. Uh, eloquent is uh, a good word. Uh, bananas. Someone who you know, appreciates what she's got in life. She seems pretty kind of like basically like, I don't know. I'm not saying it very good. She well, sucks. Bananas. No. I, I, the, 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 we have to look at the positive, though, and that is if we're graded on a bell curve, we all have A pluses now. This is bananas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, it actually does make our show look better. I, uh, I think every show on the planet was bumped up the charts when, once it entered. Bananas. Yes. But anyway, uh, yeah, check it out. It's called <laughs> Worst <laughs> First with Mrs. Tommy Lee featuring the music from some John Hughes movie. Yes, the, and just so you know, you cannot you cannot listen to it when you're driving because you have to facepalm yourself the entire time. <laughs> so besides that, his because I love Tommy Lee's grammar. Has he tweeted anything lately? Any word crimes? Oh, yeah, you know he has. Um, uh, there was a woman 
uh, for Esquire that had the she had the fucking nerve. By the way, Tommy Lee is a very traditional man. He thinks you know, like that's one of the things about that story about the distributor cap. He sh- he was shocked that girls took the distributor cap out of his car because just you know, automotive stuff is things guys do. And girls take punches from Tommy Lee. <laughs> Bananas. Yeah, I mean, that's not... Hey, uh, come on, Zing. That's a traditional oh, I, man. He's a traditional man in that sense. It's like, hey, I'll fix the car. You're going to taste a knuckle sandwich. This is bananas. <laughs> this is this is really uh, inspiring, this, yeah. this conversation. Well, you know, he's never paid any consequences, so he can take a little shit from us, right? Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, these broads don't know what they're talking about. Chicks equal trouble. Bananas. Anyway, this woman, uh, Madison Vane is her name. She had, a, she had a fairly negative review of the movie, uh, talking a little bit about how... <laughs> How Motley Crue may have set women back, you know, once again <laughs> with the dirt coming back out. Anyway, so Tommy Lee tweeted at her, uh, your review in, yeah, like you are, your review in Esquire of the Dirt was laughable. Jeff and the cast killed it. Uh, it was our lives we would know. Thumbs up. Besides, what are you, like 30-something? Little girl, you don't even know about this life. Thanks for trying, though. Yeah, he might as well have just said, like, you know, uh, get back in the kitchen, bitch, or shut your mouth, ho. Uh, no, he's he's all class. Yeah. He's he's amazing. He did he did the wrong your, didn't he? He did, yeah. Well, it's a you are, so it's not grammatically anything, even in the the right. I would have loved to see it. Like he had the whole thing written out, but it was too long, so he's looking for ways to shorten his tweet. You know, yeah, like get rid well, of an apostrophe. Just, yeah, to take the u, the y, and the o out. Yeah, that'll do it. Then I can fit in all these great zingers. That way I can still fit in my thumbs up emoji.
You know, every time that Tommy Lee has a grammatical error, his son punches him in the face. Bananas. <laughs> Not just on Father's Day. Oh, man. Yeah, there's there's that part in there where he talks about how filthy it is. And his wife is like, oh, I'm so glad you're not like that now. People, our house is spotless. I'm like, that's because the sun comes over and cleans it up with Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Father's Day, Dad. You suck. That's right. Oh, my God. Yes. Do you think Tommy would invite us over for Thanksgiving dinner or some kind of thing like that? No. Do a live (laughs) remote in his uh, Starbucks. I just would love to have Thanksgiving dinner with him just wearing nothing but that jock strap he runs around in. It doesn't suck. You know, in all your jobs, you've had to have been a Starbucks barista at some point, right? I mean, you can run his little store. (laughs) No name tags, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Fuck a name tag. I'll make your coffee. I'm not not letting you know my name on a a little rectangle piece of plastic. You're going to have to ask me. So, you know, Baco, I have been in, in Denver for almost three years now. Can't believe it. Unreal. And, uh, yeah, and this podcast, we're coming up on four years soon. We'll talk about that upcoming. But uh, can you believe the fact that we've, we've been together for four years? Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of relationships that have lasted this long. My marriage, what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, my relationship with Kiss, and uh, th- uh, the band, I suppose. Yeah, and anyway, I have uh, two cats that are like thirteen and fourteen, so that's pretty. That's wicked long. Okay, that's true. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, it's and I got to tell you, one of the main things that inc- that made me say yes, I'll move to Denver was the whole concert scene. And I, I just want to lay out in the next sixty days what I I'm looking forward to. And, and by the way, in Florida, this was the ten years this many bands were not available. Uh, in that time period. So you ready? Let's run down some of these. You ready? Here yep, we go. Let's do it. The Struts and Glorious Sons. Uh, you've got uh, Offspring, Bad Religion, Damn Things, and Crowbot. Same concert. <sighs> they coming to you too? No, I'm so jealous of that one. Okay. Bubble Flex is back. The Bronx. Yeah, I'm going to see Bubble Flex soon. Nice. The Bronx, Texas Hippie Coalition, Ghost, Shinedown, Bad Flower. Uh, Extreme Queen Strike and the Great Whites. That, that's that's at the, uh, the the funny little the funny little one. Kicks is coming back and one this next Friday that I'm very uh, excited about is finally I get to see this guy John Karabi playing his own show in a, just a small bar down the street. I so, did not know about that. That is amazing. What the I'm fucking, thing? I'm very jealous of that. Yeah, man, he's actually playing now. Unfortunately, it's not his full band, but I still think it'd be cool him, him acoustic and a, a small. Uh, I think he's got a basic band, but it's 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 not the full like Motley live still uh, album. But no, he's gonna play a little bit of Union, a little bit of Scream. Uh, I don't prefer with that. that. I don't almost prefer that over just hearing one record. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? A lot of the same stuff. I I, I can't remember the date off the top of my head. Bubble Flex is coming up. Uh, I'll probably be seeing the Glorious Sons and the Struts. I'm looking forward to that because it's at uh, it's at a venue uh, that opened up about two years ago here, and it's an old old theater that they renovated, and they turned it into a, a rock club, um, and it's ran by the same company that runs First Avenue there in Minneapolis. Uh, but they do a lot of indie rock bands, so this is the first time I've really had a chance to see a band I want to see there. So uh, looking forward to that. Ghost, you mentioned though. I mean, are they coming recently? You said the next couple months. I mean, I got Ghost coming in like October. Yeah, that's the only one that falls outside okay. of that that zone. But I figured I'd at least mention it. No, there's yeah. a lot of lot of really. I mean, this is the time of year where the concert calendar kind of kicks up. You know, right. uh, even like my Facebook memories, 
you know, I start seeing more like, you know, posts from concerts I went to in years past. But uh, yeah, so uh, I can't remember if you missed anything on there. I mean, I was thinking about going to Anvil because Don Jameson's going on tour with them. But, <laughs> they were just uh, here. I missed that one. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure you missed it. But uh, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't really decided on that. And then there was another show. Atreyu is coming with Wilson. And I figured I Oof. might go to that because I think I can get uh, press credentials for that. Uh, and that that would that way I could kind of at least see because now Wilson is now you know early on remember when they the record came out they were doing with like hip hop and and light rock artists now this is kind of a flat out metal lineup with them in Motionless and White I wonder if they're gonna kind of dip back in their uh, rock uh, that is a odd more. well they were touring with Steel Panther too so they could do their jokey shit with them. Sure, but they were, you know, um, that was still kind of when they were dealing with the record. I, 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 know, I wonder how successful the record is if they're all still really on board with this new change. I just, I, I'm, it's almost been a year now. I'm kind of curious where they're at. So uh, yeah. I don't think I'll pay for that one though. So if I can't get press credentials, I'll probably skip it. Uh, right, right. But, uh, but yeah, those other shows I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, what about vinyl? Do you got anything new there you like to talk about? I'll, I'll go through a couple of them. Like Amazon, every once in a while, I don't know, I don't know how you set up alerts, but I just randomly have looked lately, and uh, I've grabbed, I grabbed Hotter Than Hell for 11.99 vinyl, Ooh. including shipping. So That's that good. was insane. So I got it, and I realized I overpaid. Oh. Um, uh, it, it doesn't taste – still, I was like, oh, maybe, it, maybe it'll sound better. No, it doesn't sound better. But uh, at least it's a novelty for me to have. But the ones I'm going to endorse um, is I have gone – since since Bohemian Rhapsody came out, I have, I have uh, do- I, I've been diving into the Queen catalog. But I started with uh, – <clears throat> and I got to tell you, it's, it's $28, but this sounds incredible. Uh, on vinyl, and that is the soundtrack. It's a double LP. Um, bought it mostly because I had a credit at Best Buy, but that sounds phenomenal, and the package is is really well done. But one of them that 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 I find uh, found amusing was I bought uh, one of my favorite albums. Well, actually, my top album I think of 2015 mm-hmm. or 16 was The Biters' Electric Blood. Okay, and I bought that again, like 12 bucks on Amazon, five dollars shipping, and it took like two weeks to get here. Do you know why? Came from Africa. <laughs> That's a good guess. It came all the way from the UK. How do they make any money doing that? I thought that was insane. But anyway, so that that that's I really recommend that if you like just pure rock and roll. That that sounds excellent. Um, that's that's the new, basically the the three new ones I've I've purchased. So, but I recommend all three of those. And lastly, another Kiss one. Um, again, Amazon just randomly they put these on sale. I got Lick It Up for thirteen dollars too. Oh, nice. Yeah, these are all the 180-gram reissued, and I have not even put that one on. Do you have that one, the new version, or you, you have it, like, multiple times? And you know, I, I haven't bought that again, one right? on, on the, the new ones, no. All right, I'll let you know, though, but it looks cool. uh, solid. Continue. I'm sure it's good, so. Yeah. What about you? You know, I've had a few coming up. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but I, I know I told you I picked up that uh, um, a Little Prison City double live uh, vinyl when the Glorious Sons were here just a couple months, I don't know, about a month ago. Um, you want to talk about spending a little bit of money. That was $50, but uh, it's such a cool <laughs> package. You know, I'm helping the band out, and the wife greenlit it. So uh, it also came with a download card with uh, a fuller concert than what you get on the vinyl. So that was kind of a huh. nice little bonus. Uh, but it it's just an amazing package. Looks and sounds, you know, just spectacular. So that, that's been fun to kind of put on a few different times also with the dirt movie i got a little motley crew fever i picked up shot at the devil in theater pain on vinyl and there there are issues that i think are a few years old or something like that um found them just at barnes and noble for 18 bucks or something like that 
But one thing I'm looking forward to that I haven't got yet that I pre-ordered back in February is a um, a smoke vinyl reissue of the first Kiss album uh, that is supposedly shipping here in a couple weeks. So I'm looking looking forward to that because that was one of the ones that I knew I was going to get eventually. Uh, on, on their reissue set, the, the debut record by Kiss. But when I saw that, they were doing kind of a limited run of like 700 or something like that. And then, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the way that Smoke Vinyl looked on that Ghost record we both picked up. Oh, yeah, it looks great. Um, and it sounded amazing, so I wasn't like trepidatious. You know, and that was about 30 bucks, but it's a, a limited edition piece. I kind of, more of a collector item there. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking to put that on the platter and uh, give her a spin. So yeah, and yeah, I'm assuming you're going to buy Kiss World, which has the, the new. <laughs> The, uh, the the latest version of the band on the front with with uh, uh, songs that none of them played on. Oh, man, I thought about it, but no, I'm not getting it, no. I honestly <laughs> did. It was only like, it was like the, the, pre, the pre-sale was like 1999 on it with the, yeah. the, the two, whatever, the, the those orange records. Julian Gill bought it and it showed up snapped in half. <laughs> 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 like there's like a there's like a nest camera on his door. You can see the postman brings it up, looks at it, smashes it over his knee. <laughs> no, he uh, he had another little uh, piece of uh, typical Julian Gill kiss luck. Uh, I saw him post on Facebook recently that that's something that he had uh, shipped from. He went out to New, um, New York to see Kiss at Madison Square Garden and shipped sure. some memorabilia back, and it got damaged in transit. So <laughs> I don't think it's funny, but it's funny. You know what I mean? Oh, but, it is uh, funny. I mean, come on, you, you got to realize if he's buying anything direct there's definitely a flag for anything that says gill <laughs> they just beat the living fuck out of it between 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 either the, uh, the fulfillment center or fedex they just say gill they just have a code to smash it i think fedex swings it through nashville they're they're that's oh, they're out of memphis right but they go through tennessee and they swing by vinnie vincent's house and have him piss on everything <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Oh no! God bless you, Julian Gill. Why you of all people that that uh, would get bad luck? You are uh, you are you are just a, a a trumpeteer for Kiss. Yeah, you know what it is though. It's pre- pretty much just uh, statistics. He just buys so much stuff that that. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's probably the true story, you know, because I've had shit showed up my house damaged before. Uh, but yeah, it, it just it seems an awful lot. He talks about it, but uh, no, whatever. Yeah, you're right. The guy's I, he, he's got a bottomless well of money. I mean, he must make thirty eight cents a month on streaming royalties to, <laughs> to afford all this kiss stuff. Help to be 
kind of broke down everybody that's coming to Denver. And the reason I wanted to do that actually is the fact that it's unique because this summer, there's usually three major fests that come here and none of them are here for whatever reason. One of them is an AEG fest that is no more called High Elevation. It was here for two years and it is not coming back. So that's why a lot of these bands on tour are showing up, thankfully, at these smaller venues sure. versus coming in those in those package fests. So in a way, that's positive. But there has been a lot of fallout lately. And well, I, I figured maybe I could hand it to you to kind of describe, you know, some of the major hard rock slash heavy metal fests out there. Well, AEG was this company that kind of, when as festivals started kind of uh, showing up around the, the country, uh, they were one of the the early you know promoters of these things and kind of took over these things. I know they they basically, if I remember right, they were the ones that started Rock on the Range and like Welcome to Rockville. They like the word rock as you've mentioned a lot. Uh, they they <laughs> yes. took over Rock Lahoma. Rock Lahoma was an, an initially an independent thing where it was all like kind of 80s bands for three days. And then that's once AEG took it over, it just turned it into a typical AEG fest, which is, you know, maybe some of those bands, but you're going to get a lot of corn disturbed, you know, five finger death punch, slipknot slayer, that kind of stuff um, coming through on that. And, uh, you know, they, they eventually started branching out and they did the world's largest, loudest month, which was May, which included the Northern invasion uh, up here in uh, Somerset, Wisconsin. And uh, Danny Wimmer uh, Productions came in at some point. DWP, their, their logo or whatever. Uh, yep. uh, you know, I don't know. Not not quite a decade ago, but uh, whatever the timeline is, they started partnering, partnering and working together on these things. And they've had a sort of a falling out. And I think DWP kind of had a plan all along to eventually take these things over. And that's why you know, Rock in the Range is now Sonic Temple. 
And I know there's still court shit to be settled on this kind of crap, but I'm pretty sure that's why Northern Invasion isn't happening here, and that's why High Elevation isn't happening out where you're at. Didn't they change the name of Welcome to Rockville? Even Louder Than Life, like, well, that just changed locations, but did it did turn into a three-day fest from a two-day thing. Yeah, I'm not sure when all this uh, shadiness went down, but we'll get into that and kind of discuss it. But I do know that one of the reasons that High Elevation didn't exist last year, uh, which is a September is that I think Danny Wimmer Presents is exclusive, has, Louder Than Life is only his thing. AEG is not that one. Okay. And I, I remember that High Elevation, I said, like, why isn't it happening this year when I reached out? Because I'd, I'd gone there before to, our, to my contact. And they said, well, Louder Than Life took all the bands. So that might have been part of the, the beginning part of it, him, is them just kind of saying, we are doing our own thing versus a, uh, just trying to get all the money on a couple things that cause conflicts with, with current AEG uh, fests. I found that interesting before all this went down. And, and so it, they, they, maybe there's a way they can end up improving this, but we all know this comes down to really nothing but more Charles. dollars out of out of uh, goers' pockets at the end of the day. It's, it's just going to be a little more expensive, like it will be every year regardless. But even if, even if DWP does improve on it, it just seems kind of like they took – they just kind of came in and, and pushed AEG out of the way by partnering with them, and that's kind of kind of fucked. I, I, that was reading through the the, the, the notes and that stuff is kind of how I read it. You know what I mean? And, and I ended up that was that was my supposition when it first came out because like uh, uh, Ashton Magnuson or whatever the 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 PR firm that that handles all right. these festivals, um, you know we we've both worked with as far as getting credentialed for things. Uh, their website listed. <laughs> all these festivals that we're familiar with as former clients and uh and and including a- AEG just as a company and they were still partner with DWP so something something happened there it just seemed like it was clear there was a split between those two yeah but the thing is it's not good for the fan because like for Sonic yeah for Sonic Temple which is rock on the range at Col- same place this the uh, this Mapfire Stadium which is a soccer um uh, uh, stadium in basically Ohio State uh, campus, right out, right outside of it. That one, I remember the whole thing was we're, we're rebranding it. It's a whole different experience. It's called Sonic Temple, and all it is is exactly the same bands as what, what it was before. Different name, but now it's more expensive. The tickets are are dramatically higher. And the whole thing about this, which I think that we've we've talked about it all, is is what was Northern Invasion year one? One day? Yeah, it was one day. Yeah. Then it's two days. Then it's three days. days, Then it's three days. And then they the camping is out of control and they do this, they keep ramping it up. I mean, it's just it it, it's not good for the rock fan. And and I have my my like I just said, I have my my opinions about fest in general, is that when they go on, then those bands you do want to see, like I went through that huge list, the only time they show up in your town is when they're part of these packages. Yeah. You know, so what is your kind of, I don't know what you want to talk about the split or do you want to talk about just your thoughts in general? Is this good or bad? Or how do you think this is going to end up? As far I, don't, as I don't think, I, I, think da- I think Danny Wimber Productions is going down. There seems like enough to know that there's they, there wasn't a buyout. That, okay, so we should say, though, that they also said, let's let's work. Let's work out a split. And he said, no, I'm not interested at all. I'm not going to do fests anymore. And then he did a fest. Yeah, that that's a key part there. Yeah, that was one of the things that, like, AEG actually tried to work out a separation agreement where they could probably both take some territory, I would assume. Um, and Danny said, no, I'm just out of the game. And then he booked festivals on the same weekends 
uh, that the at festivals the, at the same doing, places at the same places where he was doing them with with AEG. That's why it just seems kind of shady and stuff. As far as where I think it's going, um, I think it's just another sad, pathetic corporate thing. You know, I mean, I'll bitch about Apple and the iPod basically being the first, like, don't worry about the, the music, worry about the player. You know, who cares what it sounds like? Buy our shit. And th- this whole festival thing was really cool for a while, but then it just turned into a way to sell Zippos, and and suddenly you got, like, craft beer town, and, uh, and, and you're doing all these things to just get people in, don't let them out, and make it super fucking expensive. Hey, we got lockers for a reasonable price of 20 fucking dollars a day. But, hey, you get to charge your phone, which you're going to need, right? You know, it's just all this stuff. And and the consumer just keeps getting wrapped up, sucked in, and just delved into this kind of shit. It's it's, it's like these big shows and, and Ticketmaster reselling their own tickets. You know, all, all, this, all these things are just kind of sadly tied together, and it's just another way that there never will really ever be a great music scene again, I just don't think. Not, not, a, not in a commercially viable, huge sense. You're not going to get another Led Zeppelin or Guns N' Roses or Beatles. You know what I mean? You're going to get a lot of great young bands that don't make fucking shit for money, and you're going to have these festivals that eventually... I don't know. I don't understand what's going on in sports, loose. So maybe there's enough rich people that'll just go to Coachella. You know what I mean? It's just like, because that's what they want. They want uber rich people to show up and take pictures and fuck the music. That's what the the festival uh, promoters want. And I just don't see how you get that with a rock audience. Eventually, I mean, they've priced the fans out of the stadiums, and yet they're still full when it comes to sports. I don't understand that business model. I, I get that they're all making a shit ton of money. I just don't know where it's coming from. If I had a shit ton of money, that's not where I'd be spending it. I, I completely agree. And the other thing about it is is I, I think I'm going to rant too, Baco. You want to hear it? Yeah. I, I think in a, in, a, in a smaller sense, that's what's happening here with these clubs. What have we? How many times have we bitched about the fact that these club owners – they start pushing the fans away because they put five fucking openers up there because they want to get you in there early to drink their swill and do all the stuff. And then they put the, the bands you really want to see on at 11 o'clock on a Wednesday. Fuck that, no man. I will, still, I will still get there early and, and drink your beverages. But God damn it, I don't want to see Fist Fight and Circus or whatever these crappy <laughs> bands are. Okay, that's the same thing as a fest, just in a smaller capacity and with even worse bands. Don't let have me sit through 19 bands to finally listen to whatever the headliner is at a fest. And that's what, like right now, Liar Than Life, Guns N' Roses have been mentioned as the headliner. And you know what? It's going to be nothing but in-this-moment in bands besides them. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Well, how about Chicago Open Air? We didn't even talk about that. Now, that's a festival that turned it, I think it's down to two days. Maybe it's one. I I can't remember. But it is like five bands. And the prices are a little higher than it used to be for three days of like a typical festival. Second stage, you got 20 bands a day, right? It's fucking five bands for two bucks. Baco, I think we figured this out. We cracked the code. It's a profit thing. Yeah, they're just, these people are just trying to make money. Pick up my guitar to leave a message down about the crazy kind of things that make the world go around. Like the money, the power, the glory on high. Everybody's living with the big, big.
they keep talking about experiences like what you're talking about, the craft thing. That's because that way they can say your bargain beer is $8 for a Bud Light. <laughs> your craft is 12 it's a whole thing. Uh, it's, the, it's the menu that shows the value. That's the only reason they're adding all this bullshit. It's too much, Baco. I'm telling you, it, 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 it's, it's degrading. It's the Gene Simmons Vault experience. The music is shit, but you get to hang out with me for five minutes. <laughs> for five minutes, but at least you, you, you leave with something you can lock up your valuables in. <laughs> it doesn't suck. I think it would be funny if somebody actually broke into your house and you had to tell the police that all your valuables were, were locked up in a Gene Simmons vault. <laughs> and they took it. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, my birth certificate's in there, my will. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and those and those ten CDs worth worth two hundred dollars each. And a and and a doll. <laughs> a doll yeah. holding a bag of money. It, it's a guy in a suit with weird hair. <laughs> uh, I, do you know who? Have you seen Family Jewel? No. Um, well, he's in Kiss. So uh, we'd like to add that to the uh, things to look for. <laughs> You're sitting there with the insurance adjuster going through everything you had <laughs> in your Gene Simmons vault. Uh, now hold on yeah. for a second. I, I want to make sure. Uh, you're, you're talking to State Farm. You're telling me that this vault was valued at $2,000. What was in it? Uh, 10 CDs? Your nurse CDs aren't worth anything right now. We're not going to pay out that $2,000. I'm sorry. We're not getting this approved. Yeah, you need that uh, farmer's uh, commercial where it's like, we've seen it and we've covered it. They have like a story. like a deer like running through an ice cream cone machine or something. It's like, we covered it. And now it's like, yeah, I had all my valuables locked in a Gene Simmons vault. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> That's right. Oh, but hey, back, back to this ticketing thing. There was a, an article in the paper this weekend, which is kind of a little fresh on my mind. They actually have a name for the way they sell tickets now. You know, like Ooh. when you go to see Guns N' Roses and the guy next to you got the ticket for $300 less than you did. Yeah, yeah. It's called Dynamic pricing. That's a really fancy way to tell tell you the uh, the consumer, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I've often thought about like asking the guy next to me what they paid just to make him mad. Just get- <laughs> really? Like- I just bought mine at the gate for ten bucks. That's right. Thanks for giving them away up front, you fuck. <laughs> oh man, just have just have that nice little uh, smug grin on your face when you do it. That's right. I got press passes. I don't even work for the press. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got a podcast. Love 
as our listeners know, we are very topical and we cover the tough news stories, the things that other podcasts are afraid to bring up and discuss. We're talking about Correct? you, Michael Brandvold. I don't have a brand. Mm-hmm, that's yeah. right. Coward. Now, as, as we do, every once in a while I look through Blabbermouth or other sites because we need material for the show, and I'm always worried that we're going to run out of material. And then one just I'm always going through Blabbermouth looking for mentions of me. <laughs> In the comments, that's right. Yeah. That you want to see your your your, your interviews retweeted. I understand, uh, um, or uh, reposted, or whatnot. But uh, yeah, anyway. So so I'm looking through all of it, and I find one that says basically that Matt LeBlanc is it LeBlanc? LeBlanc, LeBlanc I believe. Joey. Okay. Hey. Joey. Hey, Joey. Hey. He's actually you, like the modern day. How you day. doing? How you doing? Yeah, he's like he's like Fonzie part part two, isn't he? Kind of no, because you know? Fonzie was smart uh, and cool. Joey is just cool. How you doing? Dumb and uh, although yeah, Joey looked at food the way Fonzie looked at his hair. You just don't touch it. Yeah, I do remember that my girlfriend at the time identified the fact that Joey never wears a belt. Mm. That's his style. Just so you know, that Joey, whole show ma- was very uh, fashion forward. I guess so. Yes. Anyway, so I thought Lisa the, uh, Kudrow was the hottest. How about you? I think so, yeah. Uh, and she never went anywhere. You think she'd like to do a Devil's Three-Way with us? I'll do it without you. I don't need you or anybody else. I think so. All I right. mean, what else does she get? What else she's got to do? Yeah. I mean, not another Billy Crystal movie? Come on. So anyway, so Matt is promoting whatever bullshit he has going on right now, and uh, he goes to Conan O'Brien, and he brings up the fact that at one point he ran to Sharon Osbourne, mentioned how much he liked. Uh, Ozzy, and I'm not sure where the transition was, but she basically said, "Hey, you want to? You, you you basically want to fuck both Ozzy and me together?" No, oh, she he, he wanted a devil's three way with Ozzy and Joey. Well, not to be outdone, uh, when Wendy Dio saw that, uh, she came out with news that she had pr- made the same proposition regarding herself and Ronnie to Bronson Pinchot. Yeah, I have something to drink, a wine, a cocktail, a, a espresso. <laughs> Balky? Yeah. You right for- <laughs> I got to tell you, that, that is the perfect stranger. You know what I'm <laughs> oh, my How would you like to see Balky? Did you know that little 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 secret? Did you know that Balky to get ready, uh, part of to get into the zone, he sits in his own hand for an hour right before they start shooting. <laughs> the, to be the perfect stranger. Ah. <laughs> That's right. I gotta tell you, loose cannon. When I saw this headline, I, I I immediately flashed back to where you know we just started riffing on basically like every during the Black Sabbath episode, we yeah. ended up like basically using share. Uh, banging Sharon Osborne as a punchline. It seems right. like the universe is listening, and it's like, and Joey uh, from Friends is like, yeah, you know who tried to get me to? I almost had the chance to bag Sharon. I'll be there for you. Oh man, this is gold, baby, gold. A three-way with Ozzy and fucking Joey from Friends. I'll be there for you. I mean, I think it's amazing. Her sexual appetite is just. Incredible. I mean, especially since she looks like the person that's the the manager at Denny's when you have an issue with your eggs. She got the same haircut. She looks like the night manager at Denny's, the overnight manager. That's what I mean. Yeah, she's not not working day shift. She's not. She's not like in the office doing the books. No, Uh -uh. no, she's and uh, she is mean. She's smoking cigarettes at the counter at three in the morning. I'll be there for you. 
taking compl- like ringing out the three people that come through. You do not want to show up late for your shift when Sharon Osbourne uh, is, is is the night manager. You might end up with Ozzy's ball sack in your face. <laughs> this is a bone of contention in our house. Oh, I want to know what Ozzy thought about this. And you know, he you know he's not doing so good right now, but uh, maybe he's up for it now. I mean, fuck it. Yeah, he's yeah, blue he's pills. Hurt. Got a friend's yeah. marathon on. He's like, Sharon, this is as good as we're going to get. I'll be there for you. I don't know if that story is is real or if Matt just didn't have anything to talk about. <laughs> right right now, Ozzy's in bed, like, laid up, uh, recuperating, and he's remembering that one year that Sharon bought him, like, the season one of Friends on DVD and said, I just thought you might like to check this show out. Maybe we can watch it together. I'll be there for you. It's too bad this never happened. At least uh, he's pretending it didn't happen. It would have been a great episode of Friends. Uh, what, 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 would have, what would they have called it if they did an episode like that? Oh, sure. They would, they'd call it the one where Joey throws a shot into Sharon Osbourne while Ozzy snorts ants out of his taint. <laughs> Work's not dead. But if you're into that kind of thing, uh, give Sharon Osbourne a call.
Todd Cunningham just messaged me asking me for his phone number or for my phone number because he lost his contacts. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to think of a funny way to prove that he's not kidnapped in a Craigslist basement. <laughs> okay. Maybe that'll be it. It's like, prove it's really you. If you were kidnapped, uh, no, yeah, what say, kind like, of basement you would you be in? Are you currently in somebody's basement with a with $100 minimum to buy albums? <laughs> yeah, if you're in a Craigslist basement, what's the minimum purchase? I yeah. need you to prove it's you. Some guy with a gun to Todd's head like, what's this fucking mean? <laughs> Just type in 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs>